And we're back here uh, and, and analyze this. And we've got uh, the WAPA, sorry about that. We got the, the WAPA uh, governing, governing board chairman, um, Energy Office Director Carl Fleming uh, joining us. And we also got uh, the CEO. I want to give them an opportunity to wrap up. Yeah, no, we've actually been in very close, uh, very close communication with the team on uh, on the various sources that they've been able to uh, solicit and and uh, be awarded. And I think that's one of the things we like to talk to a lot, not just from the results of them, but the process by which understanding that the authority has, uh, you know, the financial challenges that it's facing uh, and looking to seek out grants. And this is one of the things that we like to talk about as well, because while we say that, yes, some of the federal funds, um, the FEMA funds, the HUD funds, or may be difficult to mobilize. That's not the case for all federal funds. Uh, and the, for example, the U.S. Department of Interior grants, which have been used for the pro uh, procurement of these uh, hybrid bucket trucks uh, and traditional bucket trucks as well, have been uh, kind of our strategic approach to identifying resources that we can quickly mobilize uh, to bring those service-improving solutions to the uh, to the community. I think that's one of the things that CEO Smith highlighted early on when he joined. You know, the fact that we didn't have uh, a, a good, our, our fleet of bucket trucks wasn't a reliable um, uh, fleet for the services needed, especially to cover three, four islands across the Virgin Islands. And so really hyper-focusing on making sure we can get uh, that fleet up to speed. I think a lot of improvements have been made, both from uh, the internal work of the authority uh, with our chief administrative officer and being able to bring on more grants to improve and, and, and augment uh, our fleet as well, and this is the, this uh, this addresses the response time. Uh, you know, feeders down. If we don't have a truck to roll to get to that site, uh, or don't have enough trucks, so there's multiple issues going on at one time that delays the uh, the restoration, which delays the uncomfortability that the community feels. So, seeing that these funds, being able to quickly uh, be able to identify grant funds, quickly mobilize them to improve our fleet, directly speaks to uh, our approach to trying to creatively solve some of the issues and challenges that. Uh, have historically been been plaguing the authority. Well, thank you very much for joining us, um, uh, Director uh, Fleming, uh, CEO Smith. You're back online. So, uh, in closing, um, what what are we telling uh, the ratepayers, um, your employees, and the people of the Virgin Islands, and potential investors, with respect to where we are and uh, how we're going to make things better, make for a, a more uh, smoother template, and um, efficient, affordable, reliable uh, energy operator, provider for the people of the Virgin Isles? So, so no, I would characterize that as I, I joined the Water and Power Authority. I saw an extremely bright future uh, for the Water and Power Authority and by extension of the community. And I've been here almost a year, and I, I am even more convinced today that that is within our grasp. Um, we have a lot of exciting projects we've executed that we're going to execute. Um, and we, we are working to have a very different Water and Power Authority uh, you know, in the coming months and years. It's a very stable and durable water and power supply. Um, we mentioned the next generation. We mentioned improving our general operations. And we are working aggressively towards that. And I just, I just like to thank the WAPA team, the family, their families uh, for all their hard work this year. Um, I wish the community happy holidays. Wish you happy holidays. Uh, and everybody be well into the new year. Thank you very much to you, Andrew Smith. Um, happy holidays to you and to all the WAPA employees. And leadership, um, all levels, rank and file. Karen Claxton, one of my favorite WAPA employees. I want to give a shout out to her as well. And happy holidays to you, um, Kyle Fleming. And uh, we just want the best for the people, man. You know what I'm saying? And as it stands right now, with the naked eye and the consistent um, controversies, um, I'm going to be very honest, the public don't deserve it, man. You know, And I hope we could do something so that you know, when it comes to, to energy, because the crisis has been for the better part of two decades, uh, we, that could be behind us. And we have no reason for it to be still be here, given the intellectual capacity we have in the territory. I think, I think we all, I can't, I can't echo that statement enough. I think we all are, are directly aligned with that same goal and target to put those days behind us. Um, it, it, it is going to take time. It's going to take investment, uh, very strategic investment. Uh, however, I think there's the path is... Is far um, is very well laid out at the moment, um, and, and we're hoping that the community is willing to, you know, to join us along it as we, as we you know, work through some of these challenges to ultimately get to that that goal of relief. You got it. Thank you very much to both of you, gentlemen. Appreciate you joining us this morning here on Analyze This. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you, CEO Smith. Thank you, Neville. Always, always a pleasure. You got it. Good. That's um.
WAPA CEO Andrew Smith and Energy Office Director Kyle Fleming uh, joining us this morning. And uh, hopefully, you know, as the new year dawns, 2023, um, you know, we'll hear about more uh, projects that will allow for a more productive and beneficial uh, energy provider uh, for the people uh, of the territory. Now, we're going to transition uh, to uh, Caribbean genealogy. And it's my understanding that uh, uh, Miss Sophia Abin and Miss Holanda, uh, make sure I get this right. I ain't trying to make any mistakes this morning. Melissa Fredericks uh, are, are supposed to be joining us uh, on the line. Um, there's an article in the St. Thomas Source um, where the Caribbean Genealogy Library um, will be hosting two family history authors Friday, December 9th, uh, Unlocking the Book Within, Capturing Your Family's Story Through Books and Film with author uh, Melissa Fredericks. And Ms. Fredericks uh, is a former educator and author of uh, Mer, uh, A Caribbean Underwater Adventure, uh, which is a fantasy that explores the bonds of blood, sand, and sea through the lens of our birth and chosen families. Um, do we have uh, both of these distinguished? Um, we have one on the line right now. Um, good morning. Who am I speaking with? Good morning. This is Melissa Fredericks. Melissa Fredericks, how are you? Hold on. I'm excellent. How are you doing? I'm good. And we're supposed to be joined by Ms. Sophia Abin? Yes. And I'm looking forward to this discussion. and and to Because, um, you know, when we talk about history of the Virgin Islands, and, you know, I'm a history major and all that stuff, you know what I'm saying? So I like that. Because, um, you know, it's about learning. And the more we learn about our people and, and their um, travails and what they went through, uh, we have a greater appreciation for where we are and how we can make things better and uh, things uh, of that uh, nature. Uh, by the way, like I've been mentioning, you know, for the last... I'd say last four or five shows, you know, we we were incorporating um, some new technology and uh, communication systems here. So uh, bear with us as we perfect, you know, this um, level and this uh, line of communication. And uh, we're gonna we're we're gonna it's gonna be even better when it's all uh, said uh, and done. Um, so I wait for Miss Fredericks to let me know when she's back on, along with Miss Abin, and I will just yield to them. And they can uh, let us know about that Caribbean Genealogy Library and what they're providing for us. Don't forget, um, like I said, we got three uh, um, anniversaries coming up uh, within the next within the next eleven years, right? Uh, three critical uh, anniversaries. One next year, right? 175th anniversary for emancipation in 2023, 150th anniversary. For contract day, which was 1878, and um, 2033, right? 11 years from now, well, 10 years come January, um, 300 year anniversary for um, the rebellion uh, in St. John. Miss Fredericks, you're back on the line? I am here. Yeah, and Miss Abena has joined us as well? Yes, good morning. Good morning, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. So I'm going to yield to whomever, and uh, the floor is yours. Um, let the public know. Uh, what you're about and and what we bring in the contributions that we bring into the public, I believe Friday, right? Yeah, this mm. Friday at five fifteen p.m. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna let Ms. Abin talk about the Caribbean Genealogy Library because they're hosting the event. Mm-hmm. Okay, good, Ms. Abin. Good morning once again. Good morning. You may proceed. Um, so the Caribbean Genealogy Library is a research library. We're located on Saint Thomas. And the mission of the library is to identify, preserve, and provide access to material that's related to history, culture, and genealogy for the U.S. Virgin Islands and for the Caribbean. And the second part of our mission is to encourage people to use those resources to do family history to in education and for scholarship. So when we have authors in the community that have written books like Melissa Fredericks has, or people who have done family history uh, research, we often like to bring them in so they can share what they have researched with the community and with our members. Mm, that's that, that's awesome, um, Ms. Fredericks. Yes. 
So I'm, my name is Melissa Fredericks. I'm the author of Mer, a Caribbean underwater adventure. And one of the reasons why I was so keen to link up with the Caribbean genealogy library is because the core components of the book really are exploring Virgin Islands history and culture. Um, it's an exploration of my own personal family stories through the oral histories that my grandparents shared with me about my family and um, the unique diversity that lies simply within my own family, as well as the, the community of the Virgin Islands at large. So I wanted to make sure that I showcase that in the book. Um, there's a component of the book that focuses on the 1733 slave rebellion. When I was growing up, um, I didn't know about the 1733 slave revolt in St. John. It was only as I became an adult that I learned that it was the second most successful slave revolution in the Western Hemisphere. So there's the Haitian Rebellion, and then there's St. John. And so as I was writing and cultivating the book, I wanted to ensure that, one, that as Korean people, that we would be able to see ourselves in, in fantasy. And then, two, I wanted to ensure that children who are growing up in the Virgin Islands, that they could get excited about their culture and their history, and that they could learn more through fiction and then have that be a catalyst for them to to learn more about it in reality. So those were some of the components of the book that I really wanted to hone in on. And that's one of the reasons why I reached out to the Caribbean Genealogy Library. What is Mer? Who is Mer? Great question. Mm -hmm. So Mer is short for mermaid. Uh, and <laughs> I know I've got that a couple of different times. Yeah. Uh, you see the book, you'll see you'll see someone diving in the ocean. It's a mermaid, um, but it came from a, a dream that I had. So I'm a Virgin Islands local. I was born in, on the island of St. Thomas. I went to Little Schoolhouse and Lutheran Parish School, and I graduated from All Saints Cathedral School. I went to the states. I got my bachelor's degree in communications and I came back home and I actually taught at All Saints. And while I was teaching, I had a dream about a mermaid in Victorian clothing. And I was like, this is the craziest thing I've ever, like, where did this come from? Um, and my favorite fantasy author is C.S. Lewis. And I remember, I recall him saying that when he was 17 years old, he had a dream about a fawn in a forest with an umbrella and some parcels under his arm. And that's how he came up with the Chronicles of Narnia. So The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, all of those, that book series, came from his dream. And I thought to myself, well, I have a, a dream about a Victorian mermaid. Let me, let me write a novel. This is, this is maybe my C.S. Lewis moment. So it's taken me, since I was a teacher at All Saints in 2023, no, sorry, 2003, 2003, 2004, to, to today, 2023. So it's taking me about 20 to 17, 20 years to get it all together. But I'm, I'm so excited that it's finally out and published. That's a great question. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, Ms. Abin, the Caribbean uh, Genealogy Library, tell us tell us about that, how that came about, and 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 what, what jumped out at you the more you delved into it. So the Caribbean Genealogy Library was founded in 2000. So we've been around for 22 years. Um, it is a nonprofit. Um, it was developed by um, Elizabeth Swinson Sharp, um, along with Susan Lugo and Grace Martin. And when they developed it, um, they contributed some of the material that's in the collection. And then over the years, we've added to it. So the library's collection includes um, out-of-print books. Uh, we have a large selection about the Virgin Islands and the Caribbean. We have some about American history and European history. And then we have access to Danish West Indies records on microfilm, so church records, census records, materials that people would do to use for family research. Uh, we also have a very large Virgin Islands funeral booklet collection, probably about 5,000 funeral booklets. And that's a popular collection for the community to look at. We are the only family search affiliate in St. Thomas, so that allows the community to have access to family searches, digital collections online. Um, I got involved about 10 years ago. Um, I'm also from 
St. Thomas, and my family is from the French community. And I was always interested in um, family history and also culture. Um, so when I was invited to be part of the Caribbean Genealogy Library, it was something that was in line with, with something I was interested in. And the more that I've gotten involved, um, the more interested I am. Um, there's a lot to learn about Virgin Islands history and about its connections to other islands and to the world. Um, and every year that I'm involved, I learn, I learn more through, um, through our speakers, through reading. Um, the library tries to have events every month during COVID and post Irma that was pretty difficult. So we focused instead on, on doing different projects. And one of those projects is called Teach VI History. And we developed a website called teachvihistory.com where we focused on primary source material from um, different archives and libraries and developed lesson plans that teachers could use between kindergarten through 12th grade. And they could use the primary source that's been digitized and use the lesson or, or edit the lesson that we've created but to bring both the primary source material from archives into the classroom and to help facilitate the teaching of VI history. And both of those things are part of the library's mission, providing access to material and encouraging education. That's, that's awesome. Um, that's awesome. We'll, yeah. take, we'll take a break right there. I got a question to ask you. Um, uh, when we come back uh, from the break about French though, we got now Ms. Sophia Abbey and Ms. Melissa Fredericks joining us. Um, um, Caribbean uh, Genealogy Library hosting an event at 5.15 uh, on Friday. And we'll get into more details of that right after this. It's happening around the world. NPR's Frank Langfitt is in London covering this one. Hey, Frank. Good morning. Cuba is experiencing its biggest anti-government protests. If it's happening here at home. On a blistering hot day in Twin Falls, Idaho. On the northeast border of Mississippi, where the river nourishes rich and green. Morning edition from NPR News will take you there. Wherever the story is, listen every weekday. From 6 to 8 a.m. here on WTJX FM 93.1. If you graduated from high school in the U.S. Virgin Islands, don't be stuck with college debt. Create your future for free with Free Tuition Plus at UVI. With Free Tuition Plus, your tuition is covered. Plus, you can use additional financial aid to pay for room and board and other expenses. At the University of the Virgin Islands, you'll receive a world-class education with opportunities to study abroad and gain hands-on experience. Choose from 99 majors, minors, and certificates on campus and online. Visit www.uvi.edu and apply today. These days, people go to great lengths to shed the stress of daily life. There's acupuncture, deep tissue massage, meditation, yoga. At All Things Considered, we offer our own type of healing, invigorating news stories that span the rainbow of human experience. Nourish your mind and escape from the ordinary. Weekdays on All Things Considered from NPR News. From 5 to 8 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1. The news nowadays is a bit like our weather, much more extreme. The headlines that grab the most attention generate a lot of heat and not much light. On 1A, we rely on your questions and stories to help us better understand the issues that demand more than a few tweets. With your help, we'll get to the heart of the story together. Catch 1A at its new time, weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. And we're back here uh, and analyze this, and uh, we've got uh, the Caribbean Genealogy Library uh, joining us, and we also have a local author, um, Ms. Sophia Ben and Ms. Uh, Melissa Fredericks, respectively. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. One of the things um, that is also a part of uh, the presentation is at 2 p.m. 
Saturday, December 17th, right? Which would be next week, Saturday. Um, is researching and writing your family story, the process with author and um, Walborn. And Walborn is the author of St. Thomas and St. John, Historic Photos, 1855 to 1917, and St. Croix, Historic Photos. She's a member of the Danish West Indies, West Indian Society in Denmark, and Walborn was spent, has spent years researching her family story from Denmark to St. Thomas. So, um, a lot of things going on, and uh, whatever we could do here, uh, analyze this. Uh, to promote uh, things of this nature, um, you know, I definitely in support of that. You know, like I mentioned, you know, that's just the nature of the host. Okay, this, this book that you wrote, tell tell us uh, what went into it, and 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 how challenging was it? <laughs> that's a really good question. I'm laughing because I was like, eh. um, a lot of things went into it. it, it hmm. In terms of challenge, it wasn't necessarily finding the time. It was just kind of being disciplined enough to sit down and write it. Mm -hmm. So because I had the dream about Victorian mermaids, what I started to do was I said, okay, let me reverse engineer a reason why mermaids would need clothing, much less Victorian clothing. And so I crafted an origin story for mermaids that addressed that particular topic and issue. And then from there, I said, okay, so here's the origin story. How do I now place characters? I knew what the setting was, and it was going to be in the Virgin Islands. Um, who are my main characters? What's the central conflict? How is it going to be resolved? Um, so I, I created a, um, a story outline, a map of where I wanted my characters to go and the type of arc that I wanted them to encounter. And um, and then it really was putting pen to paper and writing. And I, I have a I was I was just having this conversation with my cousin who is in the middle of writing her own book, and she was like, "What? I need some some guidance and some process." So I think part of the presentation that we're going to be focusing on uh, this Friday at 5 p.m. at the Caribbean Genealogy Library is how do you navigate crafting that story? What is it? What do you want the outcome to be? Who do you want to interview? What's the outcome that you want to see from those interviews? And then how best to have those conversations with family members so that you can kind of unlock the good stuff. So people are going to tell you the things that are pretty and, and nice in their lives. But oftentimes, they're in everyone's family. Everyone's family has secrets and they have uh, shame and they have some things that they feel guilty or bad about that they're not going to disclose. So how do you um, unlock those things? Because I think in most families, we tend to suffer because we're not sharing those deep, dark things that are really lessons that we can learn from. So, you got, those you, are the challenges you, you got me, like sitting down and really writing. You, you got me Googling um, Victorian dress mermaid. And all <laughs> <that>. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Uh, uh, and that's, all that's that stuff, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> so I like that. Miss Aben, you're back on the line? I guess we haven't, we don't have Miss Aben uh, back on uh, yet. She said uh, she was... Um, she's getting a busy signal, but let me. Yeah, no, 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 no. We can um, hold on. She should. Hopefully, some. We'll get her back on. In a, in a doubt about that. So, so you settled on Victorian dress. You you settled on it, or that was what you saw in the dream, and that's what you wanted to. That incorporate. was in the dream. Yeah. That was that was in the dream. Mm. So what I did um, is I took that silhouette and I created um, versions of Victorian dress for the mermaids that were reflective of different cultures. So I think one of the beautiful things about the Virgin Islands is that we are multicultural. We're super diverse. And having gone to, to school in the States and, you know, being in Indiana, which is, you know, in the, in the middle of the country, it's really rather homogenous. So I, would, I, I went there and I was like, well, where is everybody else? Where, <laughs> where are all the different types of people? Um, so I wanted to make sure that I was presenting 
a a accurate representation of the diversity that's in our community. And I think that's something to be celebrated and I think it's something to be great. So even though I have mermaids in Victorian dress, um, like our, our main, one of the characters in the, in the book, her Victorian dress is the same color as B.I. Madras. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, I have other mermaids who have, you know, like they have saris is that, you know, their top part of their, their outfits. And some of them have um, more African-centric clothing. Some are, like, it's just really diverse. And I wanted to make it reflective of our community. Okay. So now, now I, I Google this thing here, and I got, you had, they got Edwardian costumes as well, right? There's a mermaid pattern from 1903. Fishtail dress, Edwardian costumes, Victorian fancy I kind of think so. So your dream? I, I got to. I, I go. I go show you. I go have to. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm just. I'm just telling you what I'm finding. You know, I, I'm not refuting anything you're saying. I'm just saying that okay. th- this is you know, interesting findings here um, yeah. by, by googling this. So this is this is nice. You know what I'm saying? Um, wow, wow. So so now let, let's get back to the discipline part. Where you, mm-hmm. you you make you make you 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 committed to it, you say okay, uh, I say I'm gonna do it. Let me make this thing happen. Um, oh, <laughs> 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 what, 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 what was that about when you when you when you you fully committed and you realize that this is going to be time consuming and then some. So here's the thing is that. Very early on, initially, I maybe was able to bang out the first, I'm going to say five chapters. The first five chapters, and then I sat on those, and I edited them, and then I would do something else, and I would edit them again, and I would do something else. So here's what I'm going to, if you're an aspiring writer, here's what I'm going to offer up. Don't, I don't want to call it waste your time, but don't get bogged down in editing. Right? So if don't, you have don't, don't get bogged down in what? You know how um, in editing. Editing, okay, okay. Yes. So if you have a story outline and you know how many chapters you want to have in your in your novel, do yourself a favor and just write. Just write. And trust me, some of it's going to be horrible. <laughs> some of it's going to be real, real bad. Um, save the editing for the end. Because um, the exercise really is to write. Now, it took me... I would say, again, 17 years, but I wasn't doing, I wasn't writing all 17 years. I would put, pick it up and I would put it down. I'd pick it up and I would put it down. I'd pick it up and I'd put it back down again. Um, and to be honest, I think it was maybe three drives, to be, to be absolutely honest. I, I fasted from television and entertainment, and I would do 30-day drives. And in those 30 days, usually around maybe day 15 or 20, I got where I needed to go. Um, and it never took me the full 30 days to, to complete. If I said I wanted to finish from this chapter to this chapter, it was done. If I said I, now I need to edit it from, from the beginning of the book to the end of the book, I did. Um, so it, for me, I had to be focused for a very short period of time in order to get things completed. Okay. Okay, that's... That's interesting how you, uh, what about uh, making this happen? We got Miss Aben back in the line. Good morning. Sorry about that. Good morning. Good. No problem. Yeah. So you were mentioning your French tongue roots, that, that ball park in French tongue. That's your family member, right? Well, my family is French, but I didn't grow up in French town. My parents are actually from St. Bart. So it's a more direct connection. The, 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 the majority. The, 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 the majority. The ballpark isn't. The majority of the, 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 the majority of the, 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 the French community um, got roots uh, in that area that you're talking about, St. Saint Bart's. St. Bart's, um, yeah. Uh, what else over there? Um, the other islands um, over there as well. St. Okay. Ma- Martin, other area. Saint Martin, and there's a few that came through St. Kitts. Yeah, St. Kitts as well. Um, one, one of my colleagues, my, actually my very first, we only served one time together, but... Uh, arguably, arguably one of the the most popular uh, French Saint Domian, um, Lorraine Berry. 
right? Mm-hmm. And uh, she said, yeah. and her family come from St. Kitts. I've heard her say that mm-hmm. uh, as mm-hmm. well. You know what I'm saying? So, so that that's that's understandable. But like I said, um, I like to play the horses. I've never ran from who I am. And there's a there's a pony parlor in Frenchtown, and the the ballpark is right across. And I I enjoy seeing the kids and actually the adults as well. Um, you know, hang out down in that area, and uh, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and one thing about the French Town area that I I find very very attractive is they embrace they embrace their genealogy and their roots down there in French Town, my son. They ain't they back in half of that at all, you know. So so so, so that's uh, Henry Richardson, right? He from French Town, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that whole area. So uh, actually, uh, I I find that to be unique. That's one of the unique things about um, uh, Saint Thomas. We don't really have that. Uh, in Saint Croix, except for maybe um, the, the the we have a Hispanic community in the middle of the island, um, a state like Clifton Hill, we call it Machuchal, um, and 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 down in Fredericksburg as well, um, because you know there was a migration from Vieques um, over uh, to um, the Virgin Islands um, in the in the early part of the 20th century, uh, in the 1900s. So all that uh, is good. Let, let me ask this question about the, the genealogy. Uh, library. If I was to walk in, what would what, what do you think would jump out at me as someone who uh, who has appreciation for their history, genealogy, and things of that nature, sure. based on what you've collected sure. so far? So I'll answer your question, and then if I can make a comment about the French community since you brought it up. But if you, for most people that walk into the library and have an interest in history, they usually go to the books because a lot of the Virgin Islands books, unfortunately, are no longer in print, or people, they get printed but for very short runs. Um, so a lot of people who are interested in VI history come in, and when they see the old titles and the authors, J. Antonio Jarvis books, they see um, Artley books, they see some of the architectural books, they, they immediately go to that and start going through it and, and reading the material. Mm-hmm. The, second, the second collection that a lot of Virgin Islanders like to go to is the funeral booklets because I think, I don't know if the tradition is through the Caribbean, but it's certainly popular in the USBI and British Virgin Islands. And the funeral booklets give so much information about that individual and the individual's family. And there's so many pictures. So people like to come in and, and say, you know, I knew that person or that person was related to me and they find information that way. So I think those, those two are the two most popular for someone just walking in for the first time. Um, yeah. Um, one of my listeners, uh, he's a librarian by, um, by trade and he's texted me a number of things since this, since this part of the show started. He said, um, there's an agreement between the Danish ministry of culture and the government of the Virgin Islands in 1999, Governor Turnbull signed the agreement. Uh, to what degree has your library in, interacted with Den, with the Dan, with the Denmark National Archives? And he also um, said Danes kept extensive shipping records to the extent that slaves could be traced to their African villages of birth. So that's just something I wanted to um, throw out there that uh, maybe we could, um, you know, tap into uh, to get a a greater feel um, for our our lineage. What we do is we take a break. Think about that over the break, right? And when we come back, I'll come back right to you so you can uh, respond to that. Analyze this. A beautiful Wednesday in paradise. We've got Miss Melissa Fredericks, uh, author, and Sophia Abin, uh, director of the Caribbean Genealogy Library, joining us this morning. We'll be back right after this. busy day, it can be hard to make room for even one more thing. So it's a real plus that All Things Considered from NPR News is great for multitaskers. You can confidently add being well-informed to your to-do list and know that you will get it done. Whether you're cleaning out your junk drawer on a quick drive or something else, listen to All Things Considered every weekday afternoon. From 5 to 8 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1. 
I am Attorney General Denise George. How much do you know about Virgin Islands laws? Injustices can happen anywhere and in situations where we least expect. I make it my mission to empower you with knowledge about our laws and the issues that affect our Virgin Islands community. Join me on Justice Matters, a new talk show that aims to inform you and engage you to be a part of the solution. Saturdays at 11.30 a.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1. Banking for your business. At Bank of St. Croix, our mobile apps provide access to business accounts on the go. And our merchant card services accept credit and debit payments anywhere, anytime. Plus, the online banking platform means your bank is always open. Bank of St. Croix has two locations. One in Gallows Bay at 340-773-8500 and one in Peter's Rest at 340-713-8500. BankofStCroix.com I spent a lot of time in the garage, but even more time in the rain and mud. In 95, I helped tow your moving trailer. And in 09, it was sparks from me, your chains dragging behind your truck that accidentally started a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. And we're back here uh, on Lays This, and uh, we're talking... uh, Caribbean genealogy, VI history, all that good stuff, and um, look at the, the this agreement that apparently uh, was was uh, signed by um, uh, Governor Tomba back in 1999. Uh, that was his first year in office, and I'm trying to find um, the. The the agreement, the Inish Fortune Islands, the Inish and Fortune Islands are um, archive agreement. We've been talking a lot about that. I noticed recently, and um, so I was uh, I see here I was, I was pulling up. Um, Here, a unique insight into colonial history, and uh, for almost two, for I was reading this for almost two hundred and fifty years, Denmark was a colonial power in the West Indies. From the founding of the colony in sixteen seventy two to the sale of the islands to the USA in nineteen seventeen. Can you hear me? This is an, an an introduction to aspects of history of Danish West Indies, which would be helpful. To you, if you would like to know more about the subject, or if you want to search the digitized records for the count for the counties, and this is um, R G S R no, R I G S A R K I V E T, and this is this is very very uh, comprehensive here uh, as well, and I'm seeing so many different um, photos and. Uh, they they speak of uh, uh, teaching, um, personal history, ownership history, slavery, colonial power, trade and shipping, and and that's the part that uh, uh, Mr. Wallace Williams was mentioning. You know, uh, he said here you can read about trade and shipping, which was essential to life in the colony. Uh, for instance, about the trading companies trading in enslaved laborers and sugar and the World Harbor on St. Thomas, and about the ships of the Danish Navy. So, you know, when you Google this, um, there's a lot um, that's out there um, for those who may be interested in uh, genealogy and uh, the relationship uh, between Denmark uh, and the Virgin Islands. And I do want to say that, you know, having been on this this show um, for more than two and a half years now, uh, it's been a... A learning experience for me, you know. The more, more learning, more as you go. And see, and, and like uh, Wallace Williams just sent me that text. He said, "Go to dloc.com. Uh, you can go to the original site, 
on on you get everything you want. Here we go. Yeah, man. Yeah, collections on partners, title sets. Uh, this this is nice. Digital Library of the Caribbean. That's what DLOC, uh, the acronym uh, stands for, and you could get uh, everything that uh, you uh, would want there. Okay. I don't know if the ladies are back uh, on the line. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I, I think the audience is here. Actually on, but you but for some reason, um, um, we got uh, communication uh, issues. Uh, as well, but it is what it is, and I can got more important things. You can't be upset about this, you know. Things happen, so, you know. For me, you know, when you're talking history, uh, you know, I, I good, I good for that, uh, as well. Now, um, keep in mind, um, and see, hear that again, again, text messages, we can hear them. For some reason, like I can't hear them. I don't know, you know, what it is. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, thank you very much, uh, Mr. Chairman. I ain't gonna let public know what chairman that is, but thank you very much, Mr. Chairman, uh, for hooking me up. Yeah. Um, we'll uh, we'll figure it out. Uh, here, seventeen thirty-three. That was mentioned. Um, by um, Miss Fredericks, and I can't harp on that uh, enough because time, while it might seem like a long way from now, it's gonna be here before you know it. Now you know none of us guarantee tomorrow, but at the same time, you know we got to think, uh, you know, like we are going to be here, and. Um, the slave insurrection on St. John, you know, and this was a, a November event, right? Um, and and they re- revolted against the owners and managers of the island's uh, plantations. And I'm telling you, you know, as we approach um, that. Um, that time frame, that would be what? Just under 11 years from now, right? Um, you're going to start seeing people moving uh, into the area to try to position themselves to make money off of the Virgin Islands. Trust me uh, with that, you know? And I want, if that's the case, that we are the ones who are benefiting from that, okay, and uh, based on history, it lasted for six months. The planters regained control uh, by the end of May 1734. Okay, uh, and they uh, the the French. Here's what happened, right? Several hundred better armed French and Swiss troops sent in. From uh, in April from Martinique, another French colony down the road, and we were speaking about that with the UVI student yesterday, because she is from Dominica, Miss Barber, uh, and a colonial militia continued to hunt down Maroons and finally declared the rebellion at the end of August 1734. So if we're going from November of 1733 to August of 1734, that's nine months. Wow. Wow, that's a long time. And um, apparently this particular um, 150 African slaves from Akwamu in present-day Ghana were the ones who revolted against the owners and managers of the plantations led by Brefu, an enslaved woman from Ghana. Wow, again, the woman them stepping up and showing leadership. It's been going on f- for centuries. And ain't nothing changed. The woman them still calling the shots today. And the Aquamu slaves captured the fort in Coral Bay, over there by Rocky, and took control of most of the island. 
they intended to resume crop production under their own control and use Africans of other tribes as a slave labor. This is rich history that we're talking about here. And I hope that, you know, I'm, you know, tapping into ears that would, uh, you know, see it from a visionary perspective looking forward uh, a decade from now. Um, because I'm telling you, this is a great story, a rich story, and uh, it needs to be told by us. And uh, hopefully, um, that's the case. Um, Ms. Fredericks, you there? I'm oh, here. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. That's good. That's good. Sorry about great. that again. And, and <laughs> yeah, like I said, the audience been hearing you, but I've been having a, a problem uh, hearing you uh, as well. So like I was just mentioning, um, we're you know just under 11 years removed from a significant anniversary over there on St. John, right? And, um, yeah. and hopefully people like yourself and others, Ms. Golden here on St. Croix and all the other local authors and artists, um, are you going to tell that story and not people who ain't from here telling it? It might sound, you know, a little harsh, but I believe that's just how it should be. That's just my personal belief. Good morning. Good morning, Miss Abin. Hi. Yeah, sorry about that. Sorry about that, okay? Yeah. No yeah. I was telling Miss Miss Fredericks that um, you know, we're we're come twenty thirty three, we're looking at three hundred years since the uh revolt, the rebellion over there in St. John, and I'm hoping it's people like yourselves who's telling us story who will be telling us story down the road. Mm-hmm. Well, before the previous break, you asked about the, you said a caller, uh, Mr. Wallace, asked about the Danish archives. Yeah, Mr. Wallace, Mr. Wallace, Wallace Williams, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the archives. Um, so, so the the records that are related to the Virgin Islands history, including um, uh, Amerindian history, early colonization history, Danish West Indies, and U.S. history. A lot of it is held by Denmark and the United States, and then the remainder in the territory. And the Danish archives digitized about 5 million um, items back in 1999 through uh, 2017. Uh, 2017 is when they released virginislandhistory.org, which is a portal, a website that uh, the community can use to access those records. Um, they also digitized artwork, artifacts. Um, I think the caller asked if CGL, the Korean Genealogy Library, has worked with the Danish Archives. Um, in 2017, uh, they offered a workshop on using the, um, the portal they created, and several people at the library took that class, and several people in the community took it as well. Um, we've also offered different presentations on how to use the Danish Archives material. And we are discussing with um, one of the archivists to possibly do something in January as well um, related to using the material. Um, as far as the, um, the revolt, I've been trying to see if, if there's a historian that has worked, um, has focused on the, rev the revolt and that can explain to us where the records are that would be related to that in order to encourage the community to use those records to create things during that year, during next year. Um, I haven't identified anybody yet, but I am working on it. Um, there's a lot of activity with the Fireburn, with translating Fireburn-related mm -hmm. um, documents, but and a lot of it is going on right now. There was a presentation just in November about it. Um, uh, but documents and records related to the St. John slave revolt. Um, I haven't heard of any activity on that yet, but I'm trying to find find somebody who can help um, perhaps do a workshop on where those records are and how to access them. Okay. Um, and then there was a reference to um, no, tracing but, roots back but, to Africa. Yeah. George Tyson did a project. It's called African Roots Project. It's primarily for St. Croix. Um, but there is a project that was related to tracing ancestry for occlusions um, from from present all the way back using old re Danish records. Okay. A couple of housekeeping things there. Miss um, Abin, um, Fireborn, right? Take out the second R and pronounce the word. Take out the second R. Okay. Take out the second R is Fireborn. Okay. 
<laughs> no, I just like to teach people because technically you're correct. It is fire word, but you know, locally we just have fire bun. So just take out the second R out of that one there, right? In pronounce in in announcing uh, uh uh pronouncing it, right? Um okay. and and Miss Um Miss Miss Fredericks, um I was mentioning the the, re, the rebellion in St. John in seventeen thirty three, right? You there? Um, yep, something, something else. There was also a, a, a something of great significance in 1733 as well. Uh, that's when Denmark bought Saint Croix from the French. Mm. Okay, so 1733 is, is a is a a year, a very special year in our history uh, mm -hmm. uh, as a people. So, uh, where do we go from here with the book? You know, how do we go about accessing it and all that stuff? Sure. So, um, one, I'm gonna emphasize coming or participating online with the Caribbean Genealogy Library event um, this Friday mm -hmm. on St. Thomas, on the island of St. Thomas. If you want to get a physical copy and you, you want to like drive around and get it, um, you can get one from Mystic by the Sea, which is on Waterfront. So if you were driving on the waterfront and you see Greenhouse, Mystic by the Sea is to the right. There's SOS and then there's Mystic by the Sea. Driving which way? It's on the waterfront. Driving which way? Well, it's, it's going to be right whether you're going up through content or you're coming down through um, by emancipation. So, so, so if I if I head in, right if, if I head in east, it's right after east on the waterfront. Yes. It's right okay. after right after mm -hmm. the greenhouse. Okay, good. Correct. Yeah. And then if it, if you're headed west, mm -hmm. it's right um, before. It's gonna be yeah before yeah. exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's the physical location. Um, you can purchase one online at Mer Caribbean. Or sorry, MerCaribbeanUnderwaterAdventure.com. So it's MerCaribbeanUnderwaterAdventure.com. Okay. Okay. Um, and you go to the store. Actually, if you scroll down, you can click on, on the link to order a hard copy, and I will find it for you. Awesome. Um, if you want to get an e-book, there's also a link for that. Um, it'll take you to Amazon, and uh, you'll get a Kindle version. And I'm coming out with the audio book. Uh, for Christmas, um, so, ladies, we got we, we got to wrap up the conversation because time flies. I apologize for that, but we'll uh, we'll get you right. back on again for sure. Okay, okay. thank you very much, Miss uh, Arthur, uh, Melissa Fredericks, and uh, Miss Sophia Bean. Be, be back you. tomorrow. Talk to you then. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. He said that black smoke was constantly coming out of the burn pits 24-7. And my reaction to it was like, wow, that doesn't sound very safe. I wonder what that's about. And in my mind, I couldn't imagine at the time that type of system operating could potentially harm our service members. Journalism that seeks and reveals. That's On Point with me, Magna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. 1A is your place for daily conversation with thoughtful guests and listeners from around the country. Fridays are home to our news roundups, where we answer your questions about the biggest stories of the week. I'm Jen White. This year, we continue to celebrate your freedom to listen, weigh in, and share what you're curious about. And with your help, we'll get to the heart of the story together. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1.